Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. The theme for this year at church is rebuild. We believe that God has built all our lives and given us boundaries within which we are safe and fully in alignment with his will for our lives. Today we see how it is time to rebuild our boundaries and live life full of victory and contentment. Hi church, what a joy it is to see you again this week. Um I hope your January has been going good so far. We've come to the middle of the month um and I hope that on so many levels you have been experiencing God uh rebuilding things. And as you know, we've been uh looking at rebuilding our foundations, we looked at rebuilding our altars, and today we're going to be looking at rebuilding our boundaries. So if you're like me, you probably thought as soon as you heard the word boundaries, you thought of a wall. Um and some of us are really good at building walls, but but today we're going to be looking at God rebuilding our boundaries, not our walls, but our boundaries. To um really deal with my doubt whether walls and boundaries were the same, I checked up on the words and the Hebrew words are completely different, they mean completely different things. And so boundaries mean something totally different to understand this better we're going to be looking at uh, the pentateuch uh, genesis exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy we're also going to be looking specifically at the book of joshua and judges because they have a lot of explanation as to what these boundaries are so can we look together at joshua chapter 1 verses 1 to 4 this is what it says after the death of moses the lord's servant the lord spoke to joshua son of nun moses's assistant he said Moses my servant is dead therefore the time has come for you to lead these people the israelites across the jordan river into the land i am giving them i promise you what i promised moses wherever you set foot you will be on land i have given you from the negev wilderness in the south to the lebanon mountains in the north from the euphrates river in the east to the mediterranean sea in the west including all the land of the hittites so surprise surprise boundaries are actually not man made boundaries are land forms so literally been made by god to demarcate property uh, to one tribe or the other and that's what uh, moses was told to do moses was told to lead his people to the border of the promised land and then joshua was given the huge task of conquering the enemies that were in that territory and then to allocate the territories to the different tribes there were 12 tribes and this land had to be allocated to each of them how did he allocate it it was because of boundaries it was through the use of boundaries so the the tribe of ephraim would get this region and it was bordered by these these landforms on the on the periphery the land of the, the the tribe of manasseh or the tribe of judah would get this land and they were um bordered by these different landforms and so that's what a boundary does a boundary is not the same as a wall a wall is something that cordons off something and 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 actually encloses people within it and it prevents communication it prevents interaction but a boundary is a natural uh, creation that is there and it just demarcates a territory to a people group and boundaries therefore inculcate relationship they don't cordon you off completely they don't cut you off they encourage relationship they encourage interaction and so today we're looking at how God wants to rebuild our boundaries. Do you have boundaries in your life? Do you have boundaries around your family? Do you have boundaries around your mind, around your body? Do you have boundaries in your work life? Do you have boundaries when it comes to your life in general? That's what we're going to be looking at so often. 
we have allowed things of this world to corrode our boundaries and to infiltrate area that does not belong to the world we have allowed our boundaries to get breached and today we're going to be looking at what god desires to do in our life with these boundaries if i was to look at what a boundary helps in if i had to just boil it down to two things i think the main thing is that boundaries help us locate our area of inheritance this is my life this is the extent of my life it marks that off and also boundaries are very important because it prevents us from wandering off into enemy territory into area that is not ours it shows us exactly where we belong where we end and where the other person begins i'm reminded of that very famous scene from lion king the movie where simba wakes his father up wakes up mufasa early in the morning and both of them are seated at the edge of pride rock and looking over the entire kingdom and as they're looking out simba is asking his father where his territory lies and mufasa says everything that the light touches is ours and typical of a of a young little kid simba says what about that shadowy region over there and he says that's not ours only the places the light touches that's how a boundary works this is where you belong you're safe within the boundaries the minute you exit the boundary you enter enemy territory enter en- territory that doesn't belong to you it could be no man's land it could be something where you would actually find yourself in a soup and so boundaries are so important so today i want us to look deeper at our own lives this is a very a uh, personal topic because each of us have established boundaries for ourselves and if we haven't today is a good time to start that off and today god wants to tell us that i want to rebuild your boundaries i want to help you rebuild your boundaries on our own from experience i would say this when i have tried to rebuild boundaries on my own i've erected walls and that's kept people out and that is contrary to the gospel of jesus but if i want to live a life that is transformed by the gospel my boundaries must be intact so that i still love people i still interact with people i still have a life that is open to god's work in it but there have to be boundaries because boundaries protect me boundaries show me where i end and where others begin and so today i want us to look closer at how god desires to rebuild our boundaries when i was looking at all these passages and understanding the word boundaries i it it brought me down to this question of did jesus teach about boundaries because jesus was all about love your neighbor as yourself turn the other cheek and give your cloak if someone asks for it you know and he kept teaching us to love radically but i wanted to know if jesus instilled boundaries in his teaching and he did Jesus taught us how to not run after money. He said where your treasure is there your heart is. He taught us to have boundaries in our in our pursuit of wealth. He taught us how to have boundaries in our marriage. He said if you even look at a person adult in an adulterous way you committed adultery. Jesus when he sent his disciples out he said be innocent as doves but be shrewd as snakes. Jesus was all about boundaries. He taught people to love but then he also taught them to have those boundaries intact. it's important we must put boundaries around our families our marriages our careers everything that has been entrusted to us needs a boundary around it and so today if we are to look at the life of the israelites and look at what joshua was doing in entrusting territory to them as god led him there are two things that are required of us if god is to rebuild our boundary the first thing the first thing is we must completely annihilate the enemy It's very interesting that this is one instruction that God 
uh, clearly gave Moses and then he reiterated it through Joshua. He said, you must completely wipe out everyone who's in the land, the inhabitants of the land. And let me read this for you from Numbers 33 verses 50 to 56. Very interesting. This is what it says. While they were camped near the Jordan River on the plains of Moab, opposite Jericho, the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you cross the Jordan River into the land of Canaan, you must drive out all the people living there. You must destroy all their carved and molten images and demolish all their pagan shrines. Take possession of the land, settle in it, because I have given it to you to occupy. You must distribute the land among the clans by sacred lot and in proportion to their size. A larger portion of land will be allotted to each of the larger clans and a smaller portion will be allotted to each of the smaller clans. The decision of the sacred lot is final. In this way, the portions of land will be divided among your ancestral tribes. Verse 55, but if you fail to drive out the people who live in the land, those who remain will be like splinters in your eyes and thorns in your sides. They will harass you in the land where you live and I will do to you what I had planned to do to them. I don't think it could get clearer than this. This is what God expected. He said, you must wipe them all out. In another passage, it says, you must wipe them all out step by step. Because God said, if if everyone gets wiped out at the same time, the wild animals in the land would take over and you'll get overrun. So I will do it step by step, but you must wipe them all out. That was the instruction over their lives. And the sad thing is there was a sense of, there was a um, a weird sense of moral decay, spiritual decay, if you will, where these people did not obey God completely. And so what happened was eventually a lot of the Canaanites were allowed to dwell in the land side by side with them. And as if it was some consolation, they, they made them do forced labor. But this is what God had told them clearly. He said, if they stay there, they will be a thorn in your side. And eventually they will lead you astray. And that is exactly what those enemies did. They were not driven out. They stayed in the land. Gradually, intermarriages happened and then idol worship came in. And the people of God who were set apart for God after Joshua's time, after the elders of the land passed away, they pursued the idols of the Canaanites. What remnant idols, what remnant evil is still in our lives from a life before Jesus? It could be a funny addiction. It could be an, a character trait that is detrimental to our lives. It could be anger, slander. Jealousy, envy, it could be a lack of self-control. What is it that the Lord wants to annihilate from our lives? But we're clinging on to it because we're saying, Lord, I can't do it. I've tried. I have my excuses. I can't do it, Lord. It's about time that we bring God into this problem. It's time we say, Lord, I can't. This evil is too much for me to handle on my own. You need to come in. In order for the boundaries to be reestablished, we must wipe out the enemies that are within. Sometimes some of these things dwell with us and we don't even realize it. It could be a greed. It could be a huge sense of accomplishment and, and, and pride. And God's saying, hey, I want that out because I cannot use you. I cannot help you until that leaves your system, until that leaves your life. What enemy has still taken up residence on your inheritance? What enemy is dwelling right beside you and you've not made the effort to get rid of it? I like that in Judges, the people have excuses as to why they didn't drive out some of these enemies. They said stuff like um, they have chariots, they have iron chariots. And so we can't drive them out of the land. 
And in Joshua, they have the same excuse. The Ephraimites wanted larger land. They said, we're so many in number. Give us a larger land. You've given us very small space. And so he says, okay, no problem. Go into the forest, clear the, the area, fight the giants who live there and occupy the territory. But the people say, no, they have iron chariots. We can't overcome them. We are afraid. But this is the bottom line. God had told them, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what he says in Exodus 23 verses 27 to 31. I want us to read this. He says, this is God speaking. He says, I will send my terror ahead of you and create panic among all the people whose lands you invade. I will make all your enemies turn and run. I will send terror ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, Canaanites and Hittites. Verse 31, it says this, And I will fix your boundaries from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea and from the eastern wilderness to the Euphrates River. I will hand over to you the people now living in the land and you will drive them out ahead of you. Joshua 1.9, this is what God promises Joshua. He says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is the God we serve today. No matter what your territory looks like, he has fixed the boundaries for your life. And only he can protect you from the enemy. Only he can help you rid your land of that enemy. What is the enemy you're battling today? It could be a, a terrible addiction. It could be abuse. It could be something that has taken up root in your life and is refusing to leave because you've been trying on your own. Can I ask you that this is the God who sent terror ahead of his people to clear the land. He can, if he did that, then he can do it now. We are not alone. The enemy likes to intimidate us, cripple us with fear. But hey, today, today you're going to ask God, I need your help. This enemy is too big for me. I can't drive this enemy out on my own. I need your help. So the first way in which our boundaries are rebuilt is if we completely annihilate the enemy. No more breaches in the boundary. No more. We're going to ask God to help us drive out the enemy completely. No more remnant enemical behavior in our camp. No more demonic influences in our life. We're going to rid our lives of it. We're going to move ahead in faith. We can do this with God's help. That's the first thing. The second thing that I believe we need to do in order for us to have our boundaries rebuilt by God. The second thing is to have a complete contentment in the lot that is allotted to us, in the land that is allotted to us, a complete contentment. We live in a time when motivational talks and positive reinforcement are, are sold so much. It's, it's what everyone wants to hear. They want to hear something positive. We call it Monday motivation. We call it the positive vibes nowadays. We call it all kinds of things. But the truth is, how much are we content with what we actually have? We're all looking for a better deal. It, when we go to a store nowadays, we, we go in, we look at the price tag on things and we quickly open our apps and we check on Amazon or Mintra if we have maybe a better deal on that same outfit. We're looking for better deals. We look for better options. We look for greener grass and greener pastures. Maybe someone else's marriage looks better than us. Maybe someone else's marriage looks better than ours. Maybe someone else's job and the opportunities they have look better than ours. Maybe someone's influence on social media looks way more interesting than ours. Maybe we have no influence. I don't know where you're at, 
But one of the fundamental tactics of the enemy is to make us feel like where we are, what we do, what we have is not enough. He makes us feel like what they have is better. I need that. It's a covetousness on so many levels. Today, what if we return to a basic place of contentment? There's a trend which is going around the world called minimalism. Basically, it's just having three t-shirts, two shorts and living your life with that. This is deeper than that. This is saying, Lord, I'm content with the lot that has been given to me. What you've given to me, I love it. I'm content. I want us to read Psalm 16. It's a beautiful psalm written by David. And this is what it says in the Amplified Version. Psalm 16 verses 5 to 11. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance, my cup. He is all I need. You support my lot. The boundary lines of the land have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Indeed, my heart, my mind instructs me in the night. I have set the Lord continually before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory, my inmost self rejoices. My body too will dwell confidently in safety for you will not abandon me to Sheol, the netherworld, the place of the dead. Nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy in your right hand. There are pleasures evermore. David, a man after God's own heart, his life had its ups and downs. His life was anything but easy. From waiting years on end before he could become king to becoming a king, to having the family that God had blessed him with, he made a couple, took a couple of wrong turns, but ultimately his heart was always right with God. He was so close to God, but his life was not one of only the highs. Just like any of our lives, his life had highs and lows, incredible lows. He lost a child. His own sons tried to kill him and uh, usurp the throne. Uh, his One of his sons uh, took up residence in, in the palace and, and had all the concubines sleep with him. He was an object of ridicule and scorn so many times in his life. David's life was nothing if not complex. But he could say, Lord, you are enough for me. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Can you and I say that today? Maybe you're saying my life is less than perfect. My spouse has left me. Maybe you're feeling your children never call you up. Maybe your life has had so much of physical pain. Maybe you live in constant physical pain. Maybe you're struggling with a terminal disease. I don't know what your struggle is. But will you be able to today say, Lord, the boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places. That you are enough for me. That you will not abandon my body. You will not abandon my soul. That's what contentment looks like. Contentment is not something where we just become apathetic and lazy about life. No, it's saying, Lord, what you've given me, I love it. I'm so grateful to you for it. I'm content. So often we all want to push. We, we claim verses like, you know, we want to enlarge our territory. We want to go after the, the unimaginable things God has in store for us. But what if it requires this season? What if this season requires that we be content in what God has given us? This land that he has given us, this life, what if we were content with it? The reason I took this is because when you look at the Israelites, here they were led by Moses right up to the borders and then Moses dies and he's taken up. 
And then Joshua takes over and he has this mantle of leadership. He leads them into the promised land. Right from Jericho to every other conquest, Joshua led them. And then he was giving them property and saying, this is yours. Each tribe got its land. And the interesting thing is God told Moses this. He said, you will be occupying a land which you have not built up. You're going to occupy houses that you didn't build. You're going to live and have gardens that you didn't plant. You're going to drink of wine from vineyards that you did not invest in. That was the beauty of the land that they were entering. Everything was ready-made. They just walked into it. And doesn't that, that resemble our life today? When we accepted Jesus, he gave us a gift of salvation. We did nothing to actually take this up. We didn't do anything to deserve it. And yet today we have access to this, the riches of Christ Jesus. And yet so often we look at someone else and we say, I wish I had that. I wish I, I, I could do what they do. Maybe it's time we start looking at what we have in our hands, what we're doing, the family we have, the wife or the husband we have, the children we have, the new life maybe that God has given you and say, Lord, I'm so content. The Apostle Paul says, I can manage in any circumstance because that comes from a contentment of finding yourself hidden in Jesus, that whatever he's given me, this is enough. So often, you know, we're so tuned um, that we want, you know, that healing. Only then can I really, you know, share my story with people. What if you were to share your story in the midst of your suffering? What if you're not going to have your fortunes restored to you, but right where you're at, this is my testimony, Lord, that I am surviving and I'm not just surviving, I'm thriving in the midst of the, the little I have. This changed my perspective. It changed what I look at from God. So now I don't look at God's hand. I look at where God has placed me and I look at this life and I say, Lord, I'm so grateful because the Israelites at some point got confused. They thought that they did something to deserve this beautiful land that was given as a land flowing with milk and honey. And here they've come, they're occupying houses, they're moving on with their lives. And the only thing God had said was, love me with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. And even that got diluted because they moved their focus off God. They couldn't be content with what they had. They looked at their neighbors, the enemies that they had allowed to stay in the land, they intermarried. And eventually their worship got completely distorted. Is that your story today? Is that my story today? God's given me this life that he's blessed me with. Have I somehow gotten off focus? Have I gotten caught up with what the world talks about as success? Have I gotten caught up with what the world dictates about having a family? Have I gotten caught up with what pop culture says about marriage and settling down? That I have stopped valuing what God has blessed me with. That's what we need to look at today. In order for our boundaries to be rebuilt. We need to have a complete contentment in our Lord. We need to come to a place of saying, Lord, these boundary lines you placed for me are good. I love where I'm at. And if maybe we could say with the psalmist, if we could say this, he is all I need. He is my inheritance. My life looks less than perfect. I'm struggling financially. My health is not the greatest. But Lord, you are all I need. You are all that I need. What if we came to that place? Those boundaries will then make all the sense in the world. Because once we drive out the enemy with what we have, we need to come to this place of incredible contentment. 
I love this verse from Acts chapter 17 verse 26 if we could read it I'm reading it from the passion translation this is what it says from one man Adam he made every man and woman and every race of humanity and he spread us over all the earth he sets the boundaries of people and nations determining their appointed times in history you my friend as you're watching this right now you have been given that boundary of your life where you're seated right now who you're seated next to what you do for your living that is the boundary that has been appointed for you you have a place in history right now you're occupying that space for a reason god has a plan for your life and so your boundaries are very important what enemy have you allowed to breach your boundaries maybe it's an abusive relationship that has taken over your life maybe you've lost control of your mind of your emotions God's saying I want that boundary back up because I created you you are perfectly made in me but you've allowed someone to tear that down you've allowed someone to distort the image of God in your life maybe for you it's been a harmful addiction and that boundary has been completely breached and broken God's saying I want to rebuild it today maybe you've said you've looked at someone else you wished for their life maybe you said this is not what I signed up for in your marriage maybe this is what you didn't sign up for with your family but can i say this to you once more god asks us today to be content godliness with contentment is great gain your gain comes when you look at your life and say the boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places i want to pray for you today whatever area of your life the boundary has fallen down where you've allowed something to take over your life can i ask you that you would raise your hands and surrender to God and say lord i hand this over to you because this enemy is too big i can't do it i tried i have failed again and again but i need you maybe i never tried but now lord i need to try with you hold my hand help me get victory over this enemy i want to drive this enemy out completely no more excuses lord maybe you've been struggling with discontent maybe you you think this is not what i signed up for This is not the life I want. I want something better, the bigger house, the bigger car, but if you could just stop and say, "Lord, I want to be content. Help me be content." We have a God who wants to help us. He is so kind. He's so gentle with us. Can we just ask him to help us today? Father in heaven, we thank you for you are the creator of boundaries in our lives. Thank you that you put up boundaries for each of us that you've set us up in the different spaces we are standing or seated in right now and we thank you that lord you are with us to save us and i pray right now for those whose boundaries have been overrun we pray in jesus name that you will help them overcome every evil influence in their life we pray that they will completely push the enemy out that lord in prayer in worship in persistence lord they will employ you along every minute that they will speak to you they will rely on you heavily and that you will give them victory i pray the territory that has been given to them by you will be blessed once again i pray for those who are struggling with discontent right now lord i pray holy spirit you will remind them of where they were at and where they are at now and that lord you will bring up in them a spring of contentment one of great joy in where they are at right now i pray that no more will discontent rule their lives no more will a spirit of competition of covetousness take over but lord i pray a contentment that comes from you will descend upon their homes right now 
we speak contentment over homes i speak lord victory in jesus name over homes and we pray in jesus name that boundaries will be reestablished all of us so father all of us where we have allowed the enemy to tear us down emotionally physically mentally we ask that you will once again raise the boundaries once again mark it off we want you lord you are enough for us you are enough we need you father we love you and we thank you in jesus name amen thanks for listening to this message we hope you were blessed to hear more messages like this make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes if you like what you are hearing consider rating us subscribing and even sharing it with friends that would really help us for more content from we are zion and to connect with us go to weazion.in remember whoever finds jesus finds life